You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 80. Hello, housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. We're in week three. Um, the very end of September in the future, that's probably more like week four, the last week of the month. Um, but, uh, we're closing clients. We've closed clients already, guys. We have, um, are still working on kind of the final close and, uh, we'll be jumping into next week of doing all the, um, uh, candidate side more. Cause once you finally have your first client, you know, you can jump into interviewing candidates. So, um, for those of you that have not, or will not close your first client by October one, which is, um, this Friday, don't worry because I have plenty of clients and you can work on some of my clients with me until you get your first client. And what'll happen, you'll get in the habit of just going after that first client every week. And if you already have one client, you still want to save space in your week to go after that next client, right? Because what you don't want to have situation, and this has happened to me in the past where you have plateaus, right? You're all in with client number one, two, or three, never giving any time to business development. And then when you close all those deals, you know, you're starting from scratch. Um, now, sometimes I don't mind that. I do that purposefully in my calendars. You know, I take off the summer. So September was like a start from scratch in September for me too. We did it together. Um, so, but now that we have our clients, we can now be like, okay, let's focus on closing this client and closing the deal, getting involved in all the good recruiting steps. Um, but keeping again, an eye to going after that next client, you know, it takes time as you see, it's not like, you know, even though we were very fortunate within four weeks, we closed clients together, which happens all the time in recruiting. Um, it's because they were probably referrals. That's why it happened so fast. And that's why it happens so fast for me often. So normally though, if you're just getting started in the recruiting business, keep in mind um, that it won't be that fast. It'll probably take 90 days. It'll take, you know, 30, 60, 90 or one month, one, two, and three. Or if you look at it from like week four to eight, to maybe almost 12 weeks out, right? It's the way it goes because you have to be kind of touching points with those people, whether it's your client or your candidate, you know, week to week. You have to kind of build the trust, build up the information that's needed on both sides, keep the interviews and assessments going, you know, gaining more knowledge, learning more, um, always before you can really, you know, finally close a contract or close a deal. So um, that's that as far as kind of a little introduction to where we are as a team and also where you may be on that team. Now, keep in mind, I'm still holding kind of office hours, so to speak, or the whole free Friday in the same way we start out together, just doing our free Fridays together, seeing who made sense to come on board this, you know, internal team for Head on Housewives with, you know, more coaching and mentoring um, versus, you know, just kind of listening. But if you are in it with me, you know, and you're being mentored, um, I want to, you know, continue to give you these weekly, um, messages to know kind of where you are in the plan. But then of course we'll have our free time on Friday or if there's a set time to see exactly where you are on your plan. So it's always kind of nice to know where your peers are that start right there with you and that we are falling behind you and catch up. If you're ahead, great. You can reach back and help the others. And if you're in just the middle, like most of us, don't worry that, you know, you'll get there. So it takes someone one week, might take someone else two or three weeks. Uh, might be someone takes one month, takes three months, but by the end of the three months together, then the 10 weeks, you'll, you'll be there. Even if that means it's landing your first client, but luckily you're going to learn the next, you know, over the next 10 weeks or what seven left, what you do with that client. So when you get them, you're not going to be scared of what's next, right? So each week will kind of help you where you are. 
um, with the eye to where you need to go and then jumping in the next week feeling right on track. You're never behind. I know you ladies like to feel like you're behind if you don't have this yet or that yet, but no, you're never behind. You're going to go to your own time. And as long as you don't give up, you go week to week with us and you have all of our support, my support and help and the team, um, you'll get there. So that's, that's the key. Just putting in the time which isn't much, right? You know how little I work. <laughs> and so you can do this in just an hour or two a day, ladies. You can do this in three days a week and taking off summers and Christmas. I mean, it can be done. That's how I set my calendar. So you're never going to kill yourself, right? So, okay, let's get into a little bit more information here. Um, so I'm going to send this out to more of you. Um, I'm just kind of uh, learning all the IT and tech as we build the side business. Remember, I'm still doing my executive recruiting through Kaplan. Uh, I have searches, you know, I'm working. So um, if you don't hear back from me, just remember, um, that's why I'm doing these recordings. I can't get back to everybody other than those kind of free office hours. But even then, I know I'm not hitting always your question. But um, just still reach out, email um, some of you have my text or LinkedIn. If you don't hear back, I'll get to you somewhere in the week. Don't worry. It might even be one of these messages recording to your text and that kind of thing, but we'll figure it out. So what I want to cover today on the whole, um, and how long am I going to keep this short I'm in five minutes? So um, that was a quick recap, but what I want to cover as far as a real how-to, you know, in week three, um, you know, and September has been all about the clients. So I want to talk here for a minute still about closing that client or if you're still kind of interviewing, assessing them a little bit deeper, and then I'll have an eye to interviewing uh, candidates. Um, to get the close, you know, the deal done, I'll send you different um, little videos on the contract terms where you need help. That's really me a question and answer, but I'll send it to you if you need a template. But if you're getting stuck anywhere, just let me know because that's where the whole closing of the client comes involved. We're talking about, um, you know, the position and figuring out the kind of candidate profile and all these good things. And if you have people sitting on the fence, you've been talking to them, say week one or week two, and you're just not there yet, there's a couple things I want you to do that have always worked for me. Um, you know, the one thing is have a little bit of a timeline. Like we're coming up October 1st, right? You want to close this client by the end of the month now. This is like for a lot of companies, and I was always in sales, it's kind of like quarters end, you know, the month end. You have to kind of close up all the deals you've been working on months. So whoever you've been talking to for the month of September, you want to think, okay, I want to, you know, close this one out by October and let them know that. Let them know like by October, you'll be moving on to kind of doing some other project work and I won't be able to take on any clients um, next month because you're going to be working the ones you have. So just let them know if they want to come up with you to, uh, you know, please uh, let you know or sign off on the terms, the contract terms before the end of the month so you can get started. Um, because any of the jobs you're looking to work with them, you're basically going to launch that search, um, you know, that first Monday. So for us, if you're looking at this calendar, and, and I'm giving this example here in 2021, um, you know, October 1, um, which will actually be October 4 in a way, but you want to close it by October 1 because October 4, Monday, the first Monday of October, you want to know that, let them know you'll be launching the search. Okay. That's when that happens. So once the client signs and not before ladies, I know a lot of you are contingent out there <laughs> and you can't wait to get started. I used to be there years and years ago and you'll work, 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 but not get the money. It's important for them to invest in you too first. Don't be working for free. They need to sign the terms and then retain you, whatever that can be. I mean, I know I get like 30, 
3,000 retainers now, but in the beginning, I got a $1,000 retainer. That's all I asked for, right? And so just get some kind of retainer so you know they're not wasting your time. So whatever that number can be, I literally, you know, when I used to get clients, but when I couldn't even get retainer, I wanted a dollar just to know they were in it for real. I never actually took the actual dollar, but I needed something, you know, it was actually a thousand when I put it in terms. But I remember my head thinking, okay, if you're signing with me, put like a dollar in the game. And, and often that would be something where you sign and they're an official client and they're still maybe learning about your each other. So try whatever works for you. I'm kind of going way back in my history there, but um, in the recruiting, it's always been like that thousand dollar retainer, but they need to retain you. You have to have a little terms, you're signed and you can build those terms later, but get those contracts closed. If you need help with the terms or contracts, let me know. Again, do an email just to our general hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and then we'll get those answers to you individually where you need help. Okay. I'm, I'm building that team to help you more and more as well. Um, so get the contracts closed. Um, that's the first thing. And if you don't, again, have a client um, by October, let me know. And I will um, be letting you work on one of my clients when we launch the new search on Monday. And what's great is I have a new search launching, you know, Monday too. So I try to time this to kind of match you so everything can be in real time. I know it kind of jumps ahead sometimes or I close things quicker than the class, but um, we'll still follow along. And remember, um, for any of you ladies that are working my clients. And if you do during your practicing of finding and sourcing people or interviewing candidates, any step of the way, whether you source the person and that was the example you helped me with, or whether you just did the interviewing part, I had you interview one of my candidates and you did well. If you touch any of my candidates, you know, along the way and I place them with my client, I do send you a check. I send a thousand dollar check because I'm getting, you know, a lot more in that client search. So just keep in mind that just because, um, you know, when you're working, I know you're learning, you're getting training, you're paying for this training, but if you happen to help me close a deal, I will send you a check. So don't be expecting it, but if it happens, it happens and it's great. And usually I at least have one out of 10 of you um, each semester you know, or each season, um, one or two usually that close it, I can send those checks to. So keep that in mind. So as you're learning it, it's not for nothing. It never is, but that's extra incentive for you. There you go. Um, okay. So we want to close the clients. Um, and I also, if you can see here on my header, I wrote, you know, instead of closing client, I wrote interviewing client because there's something, you know, I've been in sales and so we know it's about closing deals. But if you're new to this as a housewife and wanting to, you know, you're having your recruiting business or recruiters, you're also like salespeople, you're used to closing deals. But um, if you're not used to the closing, remember, it's really just the different ways you're going to be interviewing them. And I'll go deeper into that in a different segments because I do want to look, jump into what we're looking for here in October. But, um, you know, it's something that, you know, don't make, make sure you're not using those terms to your um, clients, for instance, that, you know, that you're going to be closing them. You only want to interview them. You want to have assessments with them. You want to have talks to build out their candidate profile and the kind of the market mapping of what you're, where you're targeting. But between you and I as recruiters, as you're doing all of those steps that are basically for free for them, and again, a lot of times you're talking about all this stuff before they sign the deal. That's what we've been kind of doing through September if you missed some of those classes. But, you know, all of that is working on closing the client. It's just each step, each week of the way, you're offering something else you're helping them with and you're giving them a freebie before it all comes to like, okay, they understand the job description a little bit, what they're going to get into more or the client profile. Ideally, 
you close and sign them and then you just build that into your week one and two and three as you're launching. Um, so all that kind of gets a little customizable for different clients and how fast they can go. But just remember when you're talking ever to a client, you're never closing clients, you're helping them, you're assessing them, you know, working with them to get them what they need. And this is the thing, if at the end of the day, let's say you were at the end of September here, going on October, even if they don't use you for whatever reason, they're just scared to pull the trigger or they, let's say they go with somebody else, that's fine. I've had plenty of clients come back to me a year later after trying something else and it didn't work well, or maybe it did work well, but they still look me up a couple years later. I mean, so just always leave them feeling good um, about you. They'll, they won't remember all your old discussions. They probably won't maybe remember your LinkedIn's even or an email or a text or however you're communicating to them, they won't remember what, what it's all about, but they will remember the feeling that you know you left them with. And you just want everyone um, ideally to feel good. Of course, it's not always perfect. There's some people you just can't please or you did your very best and they maybe are unhappy. And and that happens. You're going to get bad reviews out there, you know, I mean, even when you pour your heart and soul. But as long as you're working hard, doing hard, and you know, most clients feel that um, they'll be nine out of 10 to be very happy, right? So always be shooting for that 10 for 10. But the reason I'm saying that is don't feel like a failure if you didn't close, you know, that list, that top 10 uh, list that you were really targeting um, out of, you know, those um, clients we started with in September. You just wanted to close one, two, or three, but you want to leave everyone feeling good. So what you want to do now, now that we can kind of take an eye into that you have to go into now working the candidate side, being a recruiter. Um, now for you sourcers out there, you can drop off, you know, we really got into sourcing in September. Um, I think you should go through the 10 weeks with me like we talked about, but you can kind of drop off and really focus, focus on the sourcing, getting better in that. And again, next week we'll get into screening the candidates more. So that'll be good for you still too. But again, when I drop into things like um, interviewing, you know, clients, I know that's not as much for you if you're just going to be a sourcer. Um, and again, just take a little bit of what you are going to specialize in and the rest can just be for good knowledge about the whole process. Because remember, what's wonderful about recruiting is you can do any piece. You can just be a sourcer and tap out after finding the person. You can just be an interviewer and just once the sourcer passes you, the good candidates that are already pre-qualified, you get in the nitty gritty of interviewing them really deeply. Um, and then you can tap out after that and pass it to a closer or you can, you know, be full life cycle like me where I've kind of done the whole thing. And even in my boutique firms, uh, you know, we have sourcing help and recruiting help and closing help. I still like to take my clients, you know, at least one you know, that I work with at a time, if not a couple or three, you know, to um, fruition, you know, with me being the only touch point, so to speak, right? And um, and working with people to help get close. So pick and choose what you want to be. You can be a sorcerer, you can be a recruiter, um, you can be, you know, the full recruiter, closer. And, um, and then, of course, the business owners with, with you out there. Uh, we're going to go deeper in all the business stuff to Q. I just don't have time. <laughs> you know, I know you're out there. I'm trying to feed you a little bit as I can, and I'll get this up and running better each year. But um, to Q, I'll focus on you business owners. But right now, I just want to get everyone, the ladies that are reaching out, wanting to learn sourcing, recruiting, closing, and then just the, you know, kind of 101 of recruiting business, you know, what the nitty gritty is. Uh, you business owners and 2Q will talk about the hiring of the sourcers, the hiring of the recruiters, the hiring of your VA, all that fun stuff. Um, all right. So not to get too far off track, I'm only about 15 minutes in here. So um, interviewing, I want, I want to turn an eye to what's going to happen next week. Um, we're going to be interviewing 
candidates, right? And for the purposes of purposes of training, whoever you know you're interviewing in your own business, I'm going to be focusing on my clients. These are C level clients. I'll try not to give out you know the names just because for confidentiality purposes. And I don't want anyone poaching my clients, which has happened before when I've been too open. So I'm trying to be you know I want to at least um, protect my clients. But you know for. I have some of you working one-on-one that are working with me because we've had success in the past and uh, that's a little bit different. But for those of you just on this call that we're not working live together and you're just like kind of taking all the info, um, next week I will give you um, the, you know, the example of the client you're working and the industry and we're going to walk through who you'll be, um, you know, looking for more, um, like we talked about. So you kind of keep recapping on that. But then you want to launch that search. And now that that sourcing list you've been building while you've been talking to the client before closing, you can now start to do some real pre-screenings. Now you have kind of your list and your candidate profile has been fit. And you've learned how to go out there, whether it's on the Indeeds or LinkedIn, and build a list of your candidates. Now you're going to screen them and start reaching out to them more seriously and putting a little bit more time in now that you've gotten paid, you've gotten your retainer. Um, and what that looks like is really um, you're going to be fir- the first touch point will still be back on the method that you met them, if that was through a Facebook group or if that was through um, LinkedIn or through an Indeed message, wherever they corresponded with you, um, you can now either email them directly because you probably sh- or should have their email at this point or just correspond what's easier for you through the LinkedIn or through the Indeed or whatever to reach back out and say, hey, um, I'm stepping up the interview process. You're one of the top candidates I'm now looking at. Um, a couple questions. And what you want to do, okay, and I'm, I'm really going to get into this more next week, Um but, and I will say that probably more for next week, but I'm going to tell you how you decipher where you spend time on the phone live time and where you're still pre-qualifying uh, digitally through the web, you know, through email or text or whatever. Um, I've gotten really good at that through the years and I'm sharing that with you because you can waste so much time if you're just calling everybody on your list. Let's say you have 100 people at the beginning of the week that you want to call. If you're calling everybody, they're all going to probably call you back and you're just going to be crazy, right? So really, like you know, I like to dive from 100 down to the 10 hot list. Who out of that 10 do you really think are good? And then you start asking the questions just digitally, email, text, um, or even a voice recording like I've been doing lately. Um, just want to find out again, just confirming location, um, confirming pay, confirming just the very basics of the job, right? So it's like of the, what that title is, the pay, the reload, just basics. Because the last thing you want to do is someone looks great and you get them on the phone, which is going to be like a 20 to 30 minute conversation. And oh, sorry, I was wrong. I, I said to you a month ago that I could reload, but I can't reload. You know, so just do a quick temperature check to make sure that they still fit the bill, right? And so the basic stuff, ladies, you know, the money, range, give them the range, but we talked about range and how to make sure you're doing that right. But um, also, you know, the location is confirming um, and pull up the Google Maps. You know, we talked about this. You can't, they might say, oh yeah, it's fine. But if this is a job where they need to be in the office once a week um, for a touch point and they live in whatever suburb and you're hiring, you know, in New York City, pull up the Google Maps while you're talking to them or, or texting to them or whatever and do the search. If it's, you know, it needs to be under an hour. It should be under a half hour. If it's, you know, an, around an hour or more, you really need to decipher that because that's probably not going to work out. And even when people say, oh, they'll travel hours to work, I just find I kind of keep it to a half hour. Um, we've talked about that more detail too. But that's the stuff you're still screening out all digitally. You don't need to be 
having your live time on a phone call going over Google Maps and location and this is what the pay is and this is the job description. Like that's what you should be using your VA, your digital self, you know, um, that do that to screen them out first before the live call. Okay. So um, then when you get into the interviewing, okay, what you're going to do is, um, and I want to kind of keep this call a little bit since it's a general call on both, you know, the interviewing candidate and client. We already talked about the interviewing uh, client a lot this month and are finishing that out. So we're going to interview candidates, but remember that's going to be short and sweet too. And there's, you know, two ways you're going to do it. Next week, we'll get more into that quick pre-screen like I just touched upon um, on week four, but you'll, when you're launching, um, but you're also going to be, um, you know, getting into the real screening where it's a live 15 minute phone call, maybe 20 minute, 30 minute max. Okay. It's kind of your first real phone call pre-screen before you go into a real interview, uh, which you may want to pass off to one of the art interviewers, right? But that pre-screen when it's live, you've already, you know, digitally confirmed certain things. You're going to kind of go back over that to make sure uh, really quickly on the phone, but also then you're spending your time getting to know the personality. Obviously that phone call depending upon who you are and where you're in the process, can happen a couple ways. It can be just a pure phone call nowadays, or we got the beauty of video. You can make that first call a Zoom if you like. You can um, do recordings. I still make that first one um, just a phone call because I don't want to spend a lot of time face-to-face, especially, again, at at my level, at the C-level. Everyone's busy. I can grab them for a quick 20-minute phone call a lot quicker than booking um, a video for most people, especially as ladies, because you kind of, you want to look good for the camera, especially with the person you're interviewing. Men, a lot of times, will probably jump on that call quicker. Um, or if you have a woman executive, um, you know, who's in an office, but if it's a woman executive, like I'm often talking with a higher level, they're everywhere. They're, you know, they're traveling, they're at the plane, you know, they're in different cities. They're not in an office behind a desk, ready to do a zoom video at any point, <laughs> you know, so a quick phone call is usually best and you can schedule, um, the video later on. And the video I save for the more in-depth interview, that's my know I'm going to take at least 20, 30 minutes. The good CEOs and CEOs I'm, I'm taking out sometimes almost to an hour because we're having a lot of fun talking. Um, and nowadays I'm getting consent to record those so I can share that with the appropriate um, client and you have to get approval for all of that. So that's what I'm going to be teaching you, but that's the way it's going to play out. Um, so I hope that's helpful. This is where you are and what goes on in week three of a process and going into week four with the candidates of a executive search, right? Any search you'll, you'll follow my executive search, but really for all the searches that'll be happening at the, at the higher levels. Um, so that's it. I'm tired of talking. I don't know if you're tired of listening to me. <laughs> We're at 20 minutes. So um, I'm going to save this. Um, if you missed um, anything live this week, let me know. I'll send recordings out. Um, I'm dedicating more and more time to helping you women get up to speed. I'm having a lot of fun doing it and that we're seeing success together always makes it more exciting. And luckily I'm just kind of making my money and my corporate clients to help fund, uh, this side of things. So that's the way I'm looking at it and it's, it's fun, right? So, um, keep going week to week, ladies. If you need personal help, reach out. I am doing weekly calls with a handful of you. So let me know if that needs to be you, um, next week and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.